You're listening to The Preppy Podcast. I'm your host, Patricia May Marish, and I'll be interviewing the brands, businesses, and influencers who are keeping the modern preppy lifestyle alive. Each Tuesday, I'll bring you a new episode, but if you're craving more preppy, then shop the merch at thepreppypodcast.com and follow at The Preppy Podcast on social media. I am so excited for today's episode. It is with Alexandra Williams Designs. I have followed Alexandra for years on Instagram, and you might remember uh, for my 30th birthday, she created a custom wrapping paper print that she sells now on her site with monkeys drinking champagne in pink and green, of course. Uh, So you might remember that collaboration, but I'm excited to talk with her about how she started her business, how she's grown it, and now how she's kind of shifting focus a little bit on creating some home decor products. But before we get into that, I want to share with you guys that the new Pitch Peak Profit course is live, and this one is for brands. I had a lot of requests for this course. Um, It is built for brands and businesses to learn how to create relationships with influencers, learn how to collaborate with them, know what influencers are looking for in terms of collaborations, how to compensate them, and everything in between. It just launched last week on peakedpr.com. And I know so many of you uh, listeners, you know, you want to work with influencers or you have, and you might not have been successful. So I think this course is perfect for you. So that's at peakedpr.com and it's the Pitch Peak Profit Course for Brands. Okay, so why don't you let everyone know uh, who you are, where you live, and what you do? Yeah, so I'm Alexandra Williams and I generally go by Allie, so everyone's welcome to call me Allie. <laughs> and I live in Columbus, Ohio, and I'm a watercolor artist. Awesome. And I, we just connected at the Southern Sea in person after, um, you know, kind of connecting online for so long. And it was funny because we realized that you, we kind of have a mutual friend and both know Rihanna now because of, you know, one of your husband's friends. So it's just such a small world. (laughs) Yeah, it really is. The more you get, you know, meet people at these events and things, there's so many mutual friends and I love making those connections. Yeah, definitely. So now tell me a little bit about, you know, young Allie, you as a child, were you entrepreneurial? Were you into art back then and like crafting or talk to me about what your childhood was like a little? Yeah. So I wouldn't say I was necessarily entrepreneurial, uh, but I've always loved art and arts and crafts, painting, um, anything crafty. I actually when I started making stationery as an adult, my mom dug up a little business card I had made as a kid and it said stationery by Alexandra. Um, And I don't really remember doing that, but I do remember on our home computer, like trying to make business cards. So I clearly had a little something going there, but I don't think I ever had intentions of actually creating a business as a child. I just liked the arts and crafts element of it. (laughs) Um, And I did in high school love my art classes. I was really into my pottery classes, actually, and painting. But I wouldn't say I was necessarily into the art scene. I mean, I played sports and did a little bit of everything. So I definitely, I didn't think I would really go into art as an adult. 
Interesting. That's so fun. Um, and I love the fact that your mom dug up those old business cards. I feel like you need to show a picture of those on your yes. Instagram story. Yeah, maybe I'll do, I'll do that. Yeah. Um, okay. So you played a lot of sports. You did enjoy your art classes though. Um, so what did you end up deciding to study then when it came time for college and where did you go? I went to the University of Colorado out in Boulder. Oh, wow. And um, I I've always loved Colorado. We grew up skiing out there and that's why I wanted to go there because I wanted to be able to ski on the weekends. Um, and I, I did study studio art in college, but I didn't decide that. I didn't declare my major until I think like sophomore year um, when I was like, I don't know what I, what, I don't know what to major in. And I called my parents and my mom said, well, you've always loved art. Why don't you major in art? So that's what I did. I, um, you know, like freshman year, I just took all the general classes and I kept thinking like, oh, you know, something will present itself and one way or another, nothing really did. So then that's when I called my mom. But um, so I did major in painting and it's, I did primarily oil painting and um, it was the traditional classes, like all the other students, you know, were creating really edgy works, political <laughs> works. Like, um, I definitely was like stuck out a little bit, like a sort of thumb coming in with my like brightly colored, just kind of decorative paintings as what <sighs> they like to describe them as. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's what I, I did in college. I similarly though, to picking my major, didn't really have a great plan for after college. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like not many people do, but I, I do love the fact that your mom geared, like, you know, kind of pushed you in that direction of art. I feel like a lot of people that I interview, they have an interest in whether it's like fashion design or art or, you know, something like that. And their parents are like, no, study something else first, like study business or finance. And then like later, if you want to do it, you can. So that's great that your mom like recognized this talent and this interest um, and joy in it and that, you know, you went and pursued that then. Yes, definitely. I think my mom knew um, I probably wouldn't be happy in a different department like business or finance, but um, she, my mom is very fashionable and loves art also. So I definitely get it from her and she's not an artist, but she loves design and fashion. So I think she, she knew kind of what was going to Yeah, she can appreciate it. <laughs> yes, exactly. So, okay. So let's talk about then like your first career. What did you do after college? You said you yeah. kind of didn't know what to do. So tell me a little bit about that journey. Right. So I was ready for an adventure and I decided I would move to New York City and just try to get an internship um, with a fashion designer, hopefully. So that at that point I was like, well, maybe I can kind of gear my art towards design and not necessarily, I didn't ever really want to become a fashion designer, but get involved in like the design aspect and design world in New York. Um, so I moved to New York without a job, lived with uh, a high school friend actually. And I ended up getting an internship at Diane von Furstenberg. Oh. So uh, I just interned there for a year and learned a lot. Um, I also worked at um, a jean store. It was called National Jean Company, just in retail on the side. So I interned. I worked at the jean store. I had a really fun time living in New York, but 
the year was kind of wrapping up, the internship was wrapping up, and I was like, I don't really know what's next. I didn't see myself staying in New York. Uh, it was, it's a hard place to live, like mm-hmm. so many people say. So I missed Colorado and I thought, okay, I'm going to move back to Denver, but what am I going to do? And I decided to um, get my master's in elementary education, made a totally like, you know, right turn to something <laughs> totally different. I'd always had teaching in the back of my mind and knew maybe I would fall back on it. So that's what I did. So I moved up to Denver and got my master's in elementary education and started teaching. Wow. That's such a cool journey. And I think it's so funny that, you know, you went to Colorado for college because you wanted to ski and live the mountains and then ended up in New York for a little bit, um, but found your way back. So that's awesome. So how long then did you teach and what did you teach? So I taught kindergarten and first grade, um, for a total of about five years, but I, in the middle of that, um, I started dating my husband who I actually knew from growing up and he had just moved back to Columbus. He was living in China actually. Um, we started dating over the summer while I was home. So as you can imagine then I was like, well, I think I want to move home to Columbus. <laughs> so I moved home to Columbus in, I don't know. I don't even know what year. I think like 2014 maybe. Um, and got a teaching job here and that was okay and it just wasn't as good of a fit as my teaching job in Denver um and even in Denver I was just so burnt out teaching is so hard yeah and I just didn't see myself being able to do it long term I mean I was burnt out after just a couple years and it was just really rough and so I started to think, you know, what could be some other avenues. So I uh, ended up quitting my teaching job here in Columbus without a plan. As you can probably tell now, I do a lot of things without a plan. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then my my friend, actually the one I lived with in New York, she uh, mentioned calligraphy to me. She's like, I follow this girl on Instagram that does calligraphy. And I think you could do that. I was like, okay. So I started to learn calligraphy. Oh my gosh. So now did that bring you to starting your business or where does that come in then? When and yeah, why it did. did you decide? Okay. Yeah. So um, I started doing calligraphy and I was loving it. I love being back, you know, in the artistic world and sort of following people on Instagram, like getting into that whole, like whole of artists and designers on Instagram that I really hadn't like seen much of it all. You know, I found Instagram, I was following like just like my friends and not brands and other accounts. So I was like, wow, you know, people are really, you know, making a, a career out of this. So I was loving doing calligraphy. I did a couple weddings for friends and people started hiring me for different things. And then I decided to start painting again, but instead of oils, it's like, I'll do watercolor. It's easier to manage just like working at home. I mean, oil painting is really messy and hard. <laughs> so I got into watercolors and then that, as things happened, you know, just kind of snowballed. And I started um, 
some people that I had done calligraphy for, for invitations said, well, you know, can you do some watercolor for the invitation? And um, one thing led to another. And that's sort of how my business started. I didn't go into it thinking like I should start a business though. It was kind of more like the <laughs> side hobby. Yeah. yeah. Um, I made an Instagram account and then uh, here we are. <laughs> so then, okay, once you're doing this for a little bit and you find that there's, you know, an interest in people wanting, you know, you to do this more and have more products and mm-hmm. um, more designs, then like when did you realize it could be a business and kind of take it to the next level? I think that I was at a point where I, well, I didn't have another job, so I needed some income and mm-hmm. I thought, you know, enough people are asking me for this that I think I could sell it. And it was also a time, um, you know, a lot of stuff on Instagram and people were building websites and I was seeing other people doing similar things. Um, I thought, well, why couldn't I do that? So, and I was loving working from home, working for myself. I was having so much fun painting. It didn't feel like work. Um, So I think at that point, when I felt like I had enough people asking me for custom work that I, I was almost overwhelmed. I was like, well, this would be easier if I just like had a website and I could sell things. That was sort of the turning point. I was like, oh, like more than like just two people want this, you know, (laughs) handfuls of people are texting me being like, can you help with this? Can you help with this? Um, So I was like, well, yeah, let's make a website. Yeah. So talk to me then about some of those, you know, steps to getting it off the ground. Like you build a website then, like, did you work on packaging, which I I think you did because you sent me um, a little set of matches uh, with my order and they're so cute. I like, I don't (laughs) want to use them because it's so pretty, but so talk to me about some of the steps to, you know, um, when you took it to the next level, like how you did that and what that included. One of the biggest things I did, so when I first started my Instagram account, I was had a different name and my like business name or Instagram name was Allie Scrawls, which oh. my main name is Crawl. So it was a little play on words. Um, like scrawls, like writing, you know, like calligraphy. <laughs> so I decided that wasn't gonna take me far enough and I wanted a just a more professional business name. So that was like the big first thing I did. It's like a changing my name, making it Alexander Williams Design. And um, because I just thought, you know, I didn't want to get locked into this like cutesy name that I picked for Instagram. (laughs) And then after that, I did like the legal things, which is so hard (laughs) for someone like me without a business background, (laughs) Um, you know, figuring out how to collect and pay sales tax and all of that kind of stuff. But once that was set, uh, it really did make it feel more like a business, which mm-hmm. was a good turning point for me mentally. I think taking it more seriously, um, you know, having a registered name and all of that. Definitely. So now describe your brand today for those who might not be familiar with it. Like how would you describe it and sort of what are some of the offerings today? Yeah. So my, and actually sort of in the middle we're definitely in the middle of a rebrand, which I'm very excited for you to see more about in March in a couple of weeks. But my new little tagline I'm working with is elegant watercolor designs for a joyful life and home. So I really like to 
do everything hand painted, but I have so much fun turning my designs into products. Mm-hmm. Until now, I've done a lot of stationery and paper goods. Wrapping paper is my favorite thing to make, and I don't think I'll ever stop. But um, coming up, you can expect to see a lot more home goods. So, mm-hmm. I, well, my phone cases aren't really home goods, but that's just kind of like a life, fun life good. And um, we'll have tea towels and some um, trays and hopefully some throw pillows. So definitely expect to see more of that kind of stuff. Um, But everything still with just this fun aesthetic. I like everything um, bold and bright and not afraid of color, Um, kind of playful. And I think you can see a lot of my past like some of my most popular things are my skier designs and um so I love to bring like my Colorado uh side into my designs Mm -hmm. and also my love of lake life um I spend a lot of time at my parents lake in northern Michigan so a little bit of that no I love it I can't wait to see you know your your designs on these cool products for the home I think that's going to be really great and next level yeah, I'm excited to offer some more things that you don't throw away mm-hmm. for various reasons. You know, for the environment, I'm trying to get away from um, so much trash, but also just things that last, like something that you can buy with my design on it that you can enjoy for a long time, not just, you know, opening a card and then gets tossed. No, that's so smart. So when it comes to marketing, um, how have you kind of gotten the word out? Like what's been your biggest marketing tool and success, would you say? Uh, I think definitely word of mouth. Um, my friends and family have been so great about promoting me mm-hmm. and just locally, um, which grows, you know, helps me grow. And then an Instagram, obviously, like my mom is always saying like, oh, do you follow my daughter on Instagram? Or, you know, Aww. friends are always saying that. So. I mean, I haven't done a ton of like advertising outside of, um, you know, Facebook and Instagram or anything. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm hoping to do a little bit more of that in the coming year. But definitely just word of mouth. I'm in the, um, it's called the Scout Guide. Yeah. Not sure if you're familiar. The one yeah. here in Columbus. And I've been in it. Uh, this is my second year in it. And that has been a great tool just locally um, oh. being with other small businesses you know, people pick up the guide. For those of you who don't know, it's a city guide with small businesses in it, just different advertisements. But they're all around town. Um, and then also they host different parties and events. So it's something it's been really great to be involved with. No, they put together a gorgeous publication. Um, we have one here in Philadelphia too. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. It's always fun to see all the different cities come out and the like pretty color uh, covers. Yeah. The photo shoots are amazing. (laughs) Yes. Yes. What would you say has been your greatest success or something you're really proud of so far? I think just really building my brand by myself. And um, so I look back and I'm like, wow, I can't believe I built my own website or, um, you know, figured out how to offer these products. And just getting it to a point where I just hired my first employee and that um, felt really good. Like, wow, okay, you know, I'm making, I'm making progress here. So I think that's probably my biggest success right now. 
Definitely. Well, and also, didn't you get one of your designs on a pair of stubs and wooden shoes? I did. Yes. That was also very exciting. (laughs) (laughs) Um, That was actually, it was a competition and that was definitely a highlight. Um, And I definitely consider that a great success. Although um, it was, I mean, it was, it was just like a really fun competition. So that was just fun activity. Yeah. I feel like to win that and then to see, you know, your design on their shoes, which are so iconic, is very, very cool. Yes, it is. Especially I've always been a really big Stubbs and Wooten fan and mm-hmm. um, have a couple pairs I love. So getting to have, you know, my own design on them was, was really special. I love that. Now, on the flip side, like what would you say has been the greatest challenge as far? Is it like we kind of talked about like the tax stuff and the, that business stuff? I feel mm-hmm. like us creatives like hate that part. Yes. I mean, that's definitely the greatest challenge. Um, I mean, that's kind of like the obvious answer, but I also, um, well, I just had a baby this year, so that's also been um, something new to navigate that's been really challenging, <laughs> like having enough time to do everything. Um, and I'd also say just personally, I get so excited about different ideas mm-hmm. that it, it can be hard to rein them in. And stay focused and, um, you know, curating like small collections that all go together because my mind's like, I want to do this. Oh, and this would be fun to paint. Let's do this. And sometimes it's, it can be too much and I need to learn to just like save things for next season or, um, rein it in a little. Definitely. I've heard that a lot on the podcast and I feel like I'm the same way too. I like an idea and I'm like, okay, full steam ahead. Like we're doing it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. When there's like not enough time or resources. Yeah. <laughs> so where do you get inspiration or like who inspires you? I know obviously, you know, the mountains and things mm-hmm. like that in your parents' lake house. Um, yeah. But anything else like Oh, you know, just in daily life, like I love looking through old coffee table books or art books. Like just recently I dug into some of my art books from college, um, like art history, that kind Mm -hmm. of stuff. And just looking back and um, digging through some of that can be really inspiring. Like you said, a lot of it's like travel related, um, just getting out of my normal day to day. Yeah. Those are the biggest things. Yeah. No, that's awesome. Um, so since this is the Preppy podcast, I always ask everyone, what does Preppy mean to you? Yeah. I think to me it just means sort of classic style, but um, you know, you're not afraid of color. Uh it's so like joyful and fun. Um like I, I think preppy style gives you this sunny feeling mm-hmm. and it's can be a little bit different for everybody, which I really like, but it's still somehow preppy. So you can make it your own. Um, but always has this, you know, kind of background feeling of being classic. That's a great answer. I love that. The, the sunny feeling. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Capture that up, right? <laughs> yes, exactly. My, my friends like to say, you know, in the winter in Columbus, you don't see a lot of people wearing like bright pink, except for me. They're like, oh, you're so preppy. Like you're, you know, you're, don't stray from your style, even in the dead of winter in Ohio. Yes. Now I'm the same exact way. (laughs) (laughs) So if you could have anyone um, 
have your products like your, you know, new tea towels or pillows in your in their home coming out or um, even some of the, the stationary goods. Like who would your dream customer be? Like a, someone famous or a big influencer or an icon or royal? Like who who's your favorite? Oh, there's so many, obviously. <laughs> um, I mean, some of the big ones, like I know everybody mentions Reese Witherspoon because she is just like right in line, I think, mm-hmm. with, you know, the preppy podcast taste. Yeah. Um, but also uh, I love Tori Birch, and okay. I think she – I love how she really advocates for women entrepreneurs mm-hmm. and I love her style. Um, someone more recently that I've loved following on Instagram and I think is just so fun is um, – Beck NYC of Love Shack Fancy. Yes. Love Shack Fancy. And she, I think, just is so fun and fabulous. And I would love for her to have some of my things. Um, And then someone else I love to follow that's kind of different is um, the designer Newburn. I don't know if you know, but she was on Making the Cut, is how I found her that Amazon show. It's kind of like Project Runway. Um, but I think she's so fabulous and she's someone that I don't know if she's necessarily preppy, but she like she knows her style and mm-hmm. doesn't stray from it and it's so bold and I, I just love that. Definitely. No, she's a little preppy with a twist. I found yeah. her years ago, um, like probably four or five years ago when I redid my website and I have her big bow blouses, which I love. Oh, it's one of her I love you know, staples. Yes. Yeah. And yes. it's pink and gum. So that's a little preppy. Oh, yes, definitely. Definitely. She's um, What is something you recently read and love? Well, I actually – since speaking of the Southern Sea where we just saw each other, I've been reading um, Lydia Finette's book, The Most oh. Powerful Woman in the Room is You. I haven't even finished it yet, but I am loving that because for so many reasons, but it's so to the point and everything she's saying, I'm like, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> I need to do that. I need to do that. Um, so that's that's top of my mind right now. No, it's a good one. I got it last year at the summit and I read it like I started on the plane home, I think. And I I just loved it so much. And I'm excited for her next one coming out. Yeah, me too. I and I'm honestly not the biggest reader these days, but understand. So I know when yeah, so I when I do get really into a book, I like it's a big deal. And this one I'm loving. Definitely. Now, is there a place you go for business advice or like anything? you know, design or work related, like maybe a website or a blog or book or podcast, like what can you recommend? Yeah. So what the one thing that's been honestly the most helpful to me is um, it's called the Biz Bash podcast oh. by Cami Monet. And she's a watercolor artist and she um, has, she, it's her and another girl. Um, anyway, so they have a podcast and a, like a Facebook group and, um, they just answer all the questions like, where do you get this made? Or how do you deal with a client that's giving you this problem? Mm -hmm. Or, you know, how do I do sales tax? Like they really touch on all these points of small creative business that I need. And it's been so helpful. So 
it's called the while they have a directory it's called the a to z directory and it like lists all these different manufacturers for products and then it has like facebook tied in i'm always on there being like can somebody help me with this (laughs) um and then they have a podcast and it's besides the preppy podcast it's honestly one of the only other podcasts i listen to because it's it's they just like answer all the questions you need so if you're starting a small creative business highly recommend it it's called the biz Biz bash, biz birthday bash podcast. Oh my gosh, that's so Sorry, fun! It's a mouthful. Yeah, no, I know it's a tongue twister, right? <laughs> yes, yes, but it's fantastic. Now, this question is probably going to be a hard one, but what is your favorite um, design or piece right now? And maybe it's something that's um, coming out then with the new the new yeah. collection. So maybe you can give us a little sneak peek. Yeah. So. Definitely coming out. I have two new favorites. Um, one is a safari print, which oh. I'm really excited about. Um, it's all green, monotone, but it's really fun. And then I also have a sailboat print coming out um, that I'm extremely excited about. And um, I've decided I'm really want to this like kind of a sneak peek. I'm going to introduce. Uh, some silk scarves, one oh. each season. I think I'm going to pick my favorite print of each collection and make a silk scarf. So the sailboats will be on the silk scarf this spring, which is going to be very exciting. I am so excited for these scarves. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I love a good too. scarf. <laughs> They're yes. so classic. I, yes. I'm not going to get into the silk scarf business like as a whole, but I think yeah. it'll be a really fun addition to my collections is like a little something special and extra to pair with the other things. Definitely. So my um, second to last question then is what are some other small brands or businesses you love? Like give three a shout out so that people can discover them and check them out. Yeah. So, well, um, this, I was just seeing this on the news, but, um, shit that I knit, I don't yeah. you know her, um, that I've loved following her story and just how she grew and she's such an inspiration. So it's not that small anymore, but that's one that really comes to mind. And then, um, the dress designer, Celia B, mm-hmm. do you know her? She, her love dresses her have those bold colors I love and she's like recently getting big also, but, um, I think she's got a great story. And then, um, a friend of mine is a jewelry designer in New York. It's called Novalita Vintage. Oh. And she sources old jewelry from all over the world. Um, she gets a lot in Italy. We actually met studying abroad in Italy oh. and uh, repurposes the jewelry and makes these incredible new pieces. Um, and they're they're really neat and they're different. So you should check her out. Definitely. I haven't heard of that last one. So I'm going to check that out. Yeah. Novalita Vintage. So now where can people find you? Like let everyone know your website URL and your social media handle. That way we can all follow and shop. Yes. So my website is just alexandrawilliams.com and my Instagram is alexandrawilliamsdesign. Awesome. Thanks, Allie. Yes. Thank you, Patricia. It was great chatting. Thank you so much for listening to the Preppy Podcast. I hope this put a little prep in your step for the day. Please subscribe, rate, and review on wherever you listen to your podcast and follow along with at the Preppy Podcast on social media. Bye.